Bokertov, everyone. So, uh, today's daf is Gimel, and we pick up at the bottom of Bedam Set, and we're in the middle of discussing um, about Nisan um, uh, being the Rosh Hashanah for kings, and um, I actually misstated it yesterday. The uh, evidence that was used was for Shlomo, because the counting of Shlomo counts that the building of the Beit HaMikdash was on the 480th year from the time of Yitziat Mitzrayim, and the fourth year of Shlomo's reign, so it says the same way Yitziat Mitzrayim, the counting is from, um, is from Nisan. Similarly, for kings, the counting is from Nisan. And since that is talking about Shlomo, uh, we're going to find out that that's in terms of the counting for Jewish kings. I think I got it rever- I think I accidentally said it reversed yesterday. The gun for non-Jewish kings we're going to find out today is from Tishrei, which actually works because Achodesh Hazelochem Rosh Chodashim and the significance of Nisan being the beginning was like the part of the whole Chiddush of the Torah, right? Naturally, in the natural cycle, which of the calendar, which is based on the year, um, Tishrei would be the beginning because that would be the beginning of the planting season, right? So, um, I mean, for us, I know fall tends to feel like a transitional time towards the end of the year, but from an agricultural perspective, that would be the beginning. And naturally, therefore, Tishrei was the Rosh Hashanah of months and of years, and the Torah came along and said, no, you're going to count from the month of Geulah, from the Mount of Redemption, and Nisan is the Rosh Chodashim, and here we're finding out that for kings as well, the counting of years, not only of months, begins from Nisan. For the non-Jewish king, we'll find out it begins from Tishrei. But now the Gemara takes there for granted that Nisan is the, is the, is number one in terms of numbering of the months, right? The Torah doesn't use the name of Nisan, you know, Nisan, Tishrei Chatzon Kislev, Nisan Iyar doesn't use those names. Those names actually came, are uh, non-Jewish names, and they came from Persia. They came after, uh, you know, after the first Korban Abayas. That's why we start finding them in Ezra Nehemiah and in, um, and in, um, uh, Migilat Esther. So the Torah always refers to the month as HaChodesh HaRishon, HaChodesh HaSheni, and so on. But it's clear from the Torah, from the Gemara, that it's clear from the Torah that both that, uh, that, that, that numbering of HaChodesh HaRishon is from Nisan, right? So, like, for example, when we find that they're coming to bring the Korban Pesach, you know, in the second year, it's HaChodesh HaRishon. Okay, so clearly the numbering of the months is from Nisan. The Gemara's question is, that we began yesterday, how do you know that the numbering of the years in the Torah, when it counts the years from Yitzhak Mitzrayim, similarly follows Nisan, and when Nisan comes, it's now incremented a year. Of course, that's the only logical thing, right? Why would you count months and years differently? But as we know, that's exactly what we do, right? For us, Rosh Hashanah, when we say, you know, five, seven, you know, seven, four, whatever, we do that, we increment that at Tishrei, whereas still, the reality is that the months are, uh, the way the Torah names that counts them, counted from Nisan. So that is the Gemara's question, which is, are, do we, it's clear that the months in the Torah are counted from Nisan, are the years counted from Nisan as well? And it tries to prove it from the following, that you have, it says that Aharon died, you know, Aharon was made Pahor Hahar, right? So that was on month number five, right? So that would be Nisan Iyar Siman Tam's Av. That would be Av. It says, And then Moshe says, Dvarim, right? whatever. Okay, that's Dvarim, right? It says he does that in month 11, which is... What? thank you. Okay, so, and it says that these are all year 40. And we know that this happened first and this happened later. So the Gemara says, and remember, Tishrei is month 7, because we all agree that the numbering of the months goes from Nisan. 
So it says you cannot have a Rosh Hashanah in here because if you would have a Rosh Hashanah in here and implementing of the year, then this would be year 41. So nothing here can be Rosh Hashanah for the years, the increment for the years. So presumably, now it could still be anywhere between 1 through 5, and it could be 12, okay, which we'll get to in a minute, but the next logical candidate is number 1, is Nisan, is Rosh Hashanah for kids, uh, for, uh, for counting of the years from Yitzhak Mitzrayim. Okay, so that's where we left off yesterday. So let's pick up now at the bottom of that um, set. So the Gemara says like this. Umimai, the four lines on the bottom. Who told you that the story of Av, Aaron, Aaron dying, came first? Maybe the story of Shabbat came first, which is, of course, a complete bizarre way of reading the Torah. How do you even begin to read the Torah that Moshe tells over the whole story right before they enter into the land of Israel and all of Sefer Zvarim, and then Moshe dies, and then somewhere between him beginning to tell over that story six months later, like Aaron dies, which... It, Whatever. It's like impossible to say. I don't know. You do find these funny suggestions. So it says, look, maybe this came first. So this is year 40. And maybe Rosh Hashanah is year number 7. So actually, we went all the way around. And this was also year 40. But it came second. All right? And therefore, Rosh Hashanah would still be here. But if this came first, then by the time you get back to month 5, you're still in the same year. So Rosh Hashanah is here. But of course, how anybody could imagine reading the Torah that way is beyond me. The Gemara says it's not so, but it doesn't necessarily go to the Pesukim we would most obviously go to. Let's take a look. So the Gemara says, the Yomalai said this rock, and it looks like I like it, that doesn't make sense. Succeed. Acharei HaKoto, Eit Sicho, Melech Amari, right? So this is the beginning of Zvarim. He tells it after Sichon was, uh, was, was conquered. V'kinach Nafshi to Aaron, and when Aaron died, Akati Yavi Sichon Kai, Sichon was still alive. How do you know that? Succeed. Stop with Yomalai Aleph. Vayishma Knani Melech Arad, so the Canaanites, the king of Arad, heard, you know, you know, so he heard when the Jewish people coming by, and if you look in the Torah, that appears right after it mentions that Aaron dies, and right after it tells the story of Aaron's death, it says the Canaanite, the king of Arad, heard, and he came and he attacked the Jewish people. So, we're going to basically say, here's the short version of what we're going to say, that this guy was Sichon. And since he was Sichon, so we see that after Aaron died, he turned and he came and he attacked the people. So clearly Sichon was still alive after Aaron died. So therefore, since Sichon was still alive here, clearly the event of Moshe had to happen next, because Moshe was alive when Sichon was killed. Now, how do we know that this actually happened after he died? You can't, well, in the Torah, it comes right after. Yeah, it's coming right after the Torah. This also comes after then. So it's not enough to say it comes after. You have to actually say, you know, read that into that it's, it's the story that clearly that Sichon, that Aaron had died. So let's take a look. Use Rosh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so don't ask me about this. Okay. So, Mashmur Shomar. So what did, what did this Canaanite king hear that he came and attacked Israel? Shama Shunif Aaron, he heard that Aaron had died, then he saw Bohanicover, and as a result the heavenly clouds departed, and therefore the people were vulnerable. So therefore it's not just that it's juxtaposed to the story of Aaron dying, but it reads into it that the reason he came was because Aaron died, which makes it clear that Aaron was dead when he attacked. 
Now, to Kassavar, and once he saw that the clouds had departed, he assumed there's permission to now attack them, they, they're, they're now vulnerable, um, or maybe it's possible to attack them. And that's what could be read into the verse, right? and the whole people saw that Aaron had died, which occurs right before the attack of the king of Arad. So what does it mean they, they, were, they saw that he had died? Don't mean that they saw, they were, they were made visible. Okay? They had become exposed because Aaron had died. Okay? And that's so, more metaphor. Yes, correct. So now we have this whole drash that they became exposed and that's why he attacked. So clearly this event, which really in the Torah is Tna'ani Melacharad, okay, which we have yet to say is going to be Sichon, we have yet to say that that event through drash, not just juxtaposition, came after Aaron died, and therefore since Moshe was alive when Sichon was, uh, was, was, was conquered, he was part of that whole war, therefore clearly this event happens like the normal sequence in the Torah as well. They became exposed or they became scared? I think it's reading it that they became exposed. From that they um, the source of protection, yeah. So they became mm, fearful. Yeah, I think it says. I think it's reading it exposed. Okay, if you look at Rashi, Rashi says ki gava nisinas tam v'davar shalufanav nitkalu haida lufi shagava aharon. So nitkalu haida vayirau. They became. They, be, they became exposed. How does the English translate it? Exposed. Exposed. Yes. Right. Nitkalu. Thank you. That one word in the previous Rashi. Right. Okay, so the Amar of Yibo, Altiki Vayiru Al Vayiro. Kedresh Lakish. Now the Amar Eshlakish, Kedresh Lakish says, Ki Meshamesh for Arba Lishona. The word Ki has four possible uses. E Dioma Eladeha. If, lest, rather, and because. So meaning, well, I'll, I'll unpack that in a minute. But meaning, it's reading it rather than the Vayiru Kolhe Dat Kiga Vaharon. The people saw that Aharon had died, which is the normal way to read it. Ki is that. It's reading it that they were exposed because Aaron had died. Aaron's death led, was the source of their being exposed, and that's how it's reading. Now, what is this four ways in which in which key in which key functions? Um, actually, it's more than four, but we get it into four. So, okay, e deha. Okay, which now e means if. Okay, so if is the most common one, right? Ki yev l'chaz, Rashi has a whole list. Ki tifgash or yifcha, ki karei kansi por l'fanecha, ki tichale, ki tisa, right? Well, ki tisa is actually more when. Okay, but we'll get to that, okay? But let's just say, that's ki, ki tifgash, or yifcha, whatever, okay? Dilma is less, okay? Less is different, less is... This might happen, but it shouldn't happen, and um, and therefore, um, so for example, the example of less, as Rashi would say, is uh, with Rashi, Kitomar Bilbabcha, right? Kitomar Bilbabcha, you know, Rabim Hagodim Ha'elam, many, right? You know, you know, Rosh Hashanah. So Rashi says, and not only does the point of Kimi, you shouldn't say it. It means less. Less means not just if. Meaning that adding, we're going from if to less. We, no, we don't want to say that. Yes, but more than we don't want you to say it, it also means it's not conditional. If it were conditional, it means if you say in your heart that how will I conquer those nations, then you shouldn't fear them. But if you don't say it, then you should fear them, which isn't true, right? So if it's conditional, less isn't conditional. Less is, you might say this, you, you might, this might happen, it shouldn't, and there's no aspect of a conditional. 
unless you say that's what Ella. Now there's a great Rashi. Rashi got the Ella Daha in one pasuk. It says, "Vayomer lo matomer lo tzachakti by Sarah ki Amaya vayomer lo ki tzachak." Okay, because rather, um, no, I'm sorry. Did I get report? I got it report. I got it report. I got it reversed. Lo tzachakti ki Yareya. Right? And she said, I did not laugh because she was afraid. And by Yomer, again, God said, whoa, Kitzacha. No, rather, you did laugh. Rather. Okay? Okay? <laughs> so those are four different ways to function. Now, actually, there are more than just the four. Okay? There is also the issue of when. Okay? So Rashi said, when is, kash, which is like, the example Rashi has of Kasher is, Kitisa, right? Kitisa, roast the name Israel, is when. So Rashi sort of says, that, which is ta'asher. So Rashi sort of says that, 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 that he here, which is when, which is ta'asher, he sort of says that yeah. that fits into e. Because sometimes mm-hmm. we have in, which means mm-hmm. when. Like in Kesef Talbet et Tami, which Hazal say, you know, they say, well, it doesn't really mean it's an option. It means, so it sort of means like when. So sometimes, that's a little bit of a, of a, of a, of a sense, but sometimes we get e to mean when, so we say e includes both if and when. So we sort of get that in there as well. Okay, and the problem is, so anyway, he is a pretty, pretty um, multifunctional word. The funny thing is, is that the simple thing, the simple use of the word in the key of this Pasuk is not one of these four, lang- four things. Because the simple use of the Pasuk is, means that. That was not one of those four options, right? So Rashi actually says that the, that sort of fits in. Where does that fit in? Um... Uh, one minute. I'm sorry, Tosas actually says it. Um, where is it? Hold on. Oh, he says that that means uh, when. He says that the pshat is the pshat, rather than that, which is, I would really say the pshat. He wants to say that the uh, the, the, the way we would have read it is all the nations saw when Aharon died. Although it's pretty funny because I think that the pshat is key uh, is a, that which is not one of those top four. So when okay. is, where's when in there? When Rashi says it's under in. Since uh, in when, yeah, yeah. So not to agree to that. But the problem is that the simple sense of that, which is pshat of the key in the puzzle, is not there. Okay. Anyway, back to the Gemara. Okay. Midami says the Gemara. How can you compare it? Hasam kinan hachasichon. Okay, very nice. But that was Knan. You're trying to prove something about when Sichon was uh, was alive. Moses Tana? No, Tana Bryson. Who's Sichon? Who Arad? Who Knan? He was Sichon. He was Arad. He was Knan. Sichon. Shedoma Rishiach Bamidbar. Sichon because he was like a wild colt in the desert. Knan al Shemachus. So Knan was his kingdom. Umashma. What was his name? Arad Shemo. That was his personal name. So actually, he was actually so the king of Sichon, who was king of the Amorite, Amorite was also a king of the Canaanite people. Uh, yeah, what do you want? To say? Okay. Uh, well, because, what? I know. So I think it's claiming that he was the king of both, like he had, but right. So it's very funny. Now, Tos was quoted interesting midrash, which says that he dressed up. It was Sichon dressing up as a Canaanite king, okay? Um, so, uh, so maybe because he wanted to, I don't know, make their, that they would pray right. that God should save them from the Canaanites, and he wasn't a Canaanite, he was a, he was Sichon, so therefore, okay, and he was an Amorite. Anyway, 
Okay, so let's keep on going. The mercy is like this. Umach Mosichukbo. The answer is E. Igadam. The others say Arash Shadom and Arod Bamidbar. He was like a wild ass in the desert. Knan Oshem Machuso. Knan was his kingship. And again, Knan and and Emory. You have to say Umach Mosichukbo. Okay. Anyway, somehow we went to a lot of effort to explain something which should have been push up shot. But now what we've done is, we got this in the right sequence, the rubber channel cannot be anywhere between 5 and 11. Okay, it cannot be 6 through 11. So the Gemara says, okay, but we're not done, says the Gemara. The aim of Rosh Hashanah ER, maybe it is, uh, just because you prove that it's not this, maybe it's ER, maybe it's number 2. Okay, right? Who says it's Nisan? The aim of ER, so the Gemara says, um, That doesn't make sense. Okay, so on Nisan, on year two, the Mishkan was erected. So again, it's Nisan, it's year two, and now it's ER. Okay, so the, the, the uh, cloud departed from the Mishkan. So if the Mishkan was erected in month one and the, clark, the, clark, clark, the, the cloud departed in month two, month two can obviously not be Rosh Hashanah because then it would be a year later. It would be the number of the number of the year would be later. Midakai Nisan, the It was a Nisan and it was called the second year. Vikai Er, and then it was Rosh Chodesh Er when the cloud departed. Um, it is not Rosh Chodesh Er, but anyway, it was Er when the cloud departed. And it was called the second year. Obviously, it's not year because then it would have been called the third year, not the second year. Okay. The Amar Rosh Hashanah Sivan, we're not giving up. Okay. That can't be year. Maybe it's Sivan. Okay. Maybe here. These are all within the same year. Come Sivan, it's one year later. The Amar Sivan. Gemara says, Lo Sakadaitik. That doesn't make sense. In the third month when B'nai Israel left Egypt, Right? So, so here we are. We're talking about um, about uh, Matan Torah, and so obviously they've just left Egypt. So, if the years are going to be incremented at month number three, it should say at year two on month number three. So cl- clearly, the year has not yet been incremented yet, just because you got to month three. Me by the way, the aim of Tammuz we're not done. So we still have Tammuz. Okay, the aim of Tammuz, the aim of right. Because here, all we know is that it's not between five and eleven. Maybe it is five. Okay, so maybe the aim and the last one is, of course, Av. Right? Right? Adar. Adar. I'm sorry. The aim of Adar. Right. So we, these are the three remaining possibilities. Okay. So the Gemara says the aim of the aim of Adar. Ella, I'm a Rabbi Eliezer Mehacha. Back to Shlomo. He began to build the temple in the second month, on the second, in the fourth year of his kingship. Okay? My Shani, what does it mean second? Lav Shani, Liyerach Shemoni, It must be, it's the second month counting from the normal counting of months from Nisan. Not only that, it's also the second month of this year of his kingship. Okay, so you get it? But the first, Bachodesh Hashini, they didn't have names of months. Bachodesh Hashini was the way of saying, Iyar. Okay, and then it says, in the second, in the fourth year. So what does the second mean? It means it was Iyar, month two, year four of his kingship. 
Okay, so you see that. Sorry, does this mean the second day of the year? That the Gemara's going to say that and month. reject that. Okay, the Gemara's going to reject that. <coughs> Since it says two, and it's not going to say it does not mean the day, it must again mean month. So why is it saying month? It always says Chodesh to tell you that this is the second month from when you incremented the year, that you count the years from Nisan as well. So the Gemara says, the Ema Matzis Ravina, so Ravina asks, the Ema Sheni Bachodesh, maybe it means the second of the month. No, okay, no. In Cain, Sheni Bachodesh, the Hedjavik sees them. Whenever the Torah wants to say which day of the month, it says Bachodesh, like the Sri Bachodesh, by, you know, you know, you know, Bachamishallah Chodesh, so wouldn't just have said Bachini. It would have said, right, by the Bachini Bachodesh. The Ema Bachini Bachodesh, so maybe it means Monday. Chaza, number one, no. Zulah Ashkan Shani B'Shav is Tuchsiv, which is actually quite fascinating, right? Go look through the entire Tanah and look where it ever mentions what day of the week something occurred, right? Because the only time it tells you is in, is in Priyasa Olam. But, you know, Yom Rishon, Yom Shani, yeah. Yom Shani. Other than that, it never tells you what day of the week anything occurred. No, no one never... Well, never, never the guy carrying, collecting wood on Shabbos. Yes, other than saying that it's Shabbos. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, by Yom Hashishi, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By Yom Hashishi. Oh, no, okay, fine. Oh, no, it's Friday and Sabbath. Those are the only days in the calendar that matters. That's pertinent to the story here. Right. Right. So, we never find, you know, Monday label. Um, oh, the first Shani is linked to the first Shani. The same as the first one was clearly the second month. The second month, but the second month to what? Must be the second month from the beginning of the next king year. Okay, so in the end we get it from Shlomo again. So there's a trying in that puzzle to teach us when you count. Yeah, I'm not trying to teach us. It's not oh, saying like there's an extra bug in the puzzle to teach us. It's just saying it's a way of numbering. It was, it was ER, month, you know, year four, month two of King Shlomo. So since you're saying it's year four, month two of King Shlomo, clearly you're counting the months, you know, you're counting the years of the kingship from the time. Okay? Okay, so we might say, Tanya Kavos say, okay. So Tanya Kavos is Rebbe Yochanan. We talk like Rebbe Yochanan. How do you know you count from Nisan? Um, and this, and then it mentions Shlomo's kingship and compares it to Yisus and Tzrayim. V'ksiv ayal aron akohenga ho aharok yashem. V'ksiv ayibar bimshanav b'seyesh achodesh. So that shows that it isn't. It isn't this way. V'ksiv and then clearly this writer had all the same questions the Gemara did because it was the writer that listed all the psukim. V'ksiv acharei kosar sichon. So then had to prove that the events of Moshe of of, of Zvarim happened after Aaron died. Okay, and that since we just found out that that really doesn't prove it because it doesn't eliminate all the all the other months. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, that was proving month by month by month. The first year of eliminating E are the contender. By Omer, by Hiba Shana Shinis, Bakhodashini, the Omer Bakhodashikis days and be mitzvah, so that eliminates Sivan as a contender. Lomar by Khalid note, and then finally we couldn't eliminate all the other months, so we had to go back to Bhutsu by Shlomo. Okay, so there's a bright that lists all those two. <laughs> what was the point of that? I have no Wait, idea. But did we actually eliminate Adar? Yes, because in the end, not individually we eliminate, we eliminate because the Pasuk by Shlomo, by Shlomo the second okay. Shlomo, showed you that the counting was the same as the counting from, you know, from Nisa. Amar Rebchita, said Rebchita, Lo shanu ela l'mach l'malchei Yisrael. This is only by Jewish kings, which by the way, we were discussing yesterday, right, are we really creating this system, or is it being done by, um, 
what do you call it? Are we, or is it being done by, um, you know, the, is it a secular system that we're just adhering to? So now that we find out that this is Jewish kings, maybe you could say, I mean, again, how long did this last? Would they do this in Hasmonean times? Was this all just a nice, like, sort of nostalgic, evoking the way things used to be? I mean, you know, I don't know. I mean, there were pseudo-kings, sort of, whatever, you know, during that period. So, um, so, maybe, so maybe it was during, you know, during later by Cheney times. But if we're making the system, we can make it. And therefore, the beginning, we discussed exactly how you would do the counting based on when one king died and the next king began and so on. All that is within our closed system of Jewish things. But non-Jewish kings we're going to see go by Tishrei, yes. First Maccabees has an interesting chronology based not on individual kings, but on the time since out. Either Alexander or Seleucus is not clear. Right, so we're going to discuss that, that the actual normal counting that was, that was used in, uh, in monetary documents was meaning Shvarot which I think might be the same as that. I'll have to okay. check. Okay, but yes. Okay. But all this is Jewish king. Okay. And when we count for non-Jewish kings, we do it from Tishrei. So this is the opening of Nehemiah. Now because we're in the book of Nehemiah, we're post-Korban Abayis, and they're now, have they been taken to... Uh, to Bavel and Persia and so on, they have now adopted the names of the Persian monk. It's very fascinating, right, how they could have done that. Yeah. I mean, well, how they did it, obviously, you know, you know, because you adopt the names of how the, the, of the surrounding culture, how you're allowed to do that. The whole, you know, according to many Rishonim, Kodesh HaZelachem Rosh Chadashim doesn't just say you start your calendar in yeah. them, but says you have to count, you know, Kodesh HaRishon, Kodesh HaShemi, and so on. All right. Really, it's, it's the Babylonian one. It's the Babylonian yeah, the Babylonian calendar is very similar to ours as the lunar solar calendar. Right. And the na- these names were from the Babylonian months, right? Thomas was a Babylonian god. Right, right. Right, yeah, not not like we have anything like that, like January or <laughs> Saturday or like Thursday, Thursday, anyway, moving on. Okay, so, um, so the bunch says like this. Um, okay, Vahiba Chodesh Kislev, okay, Shnat Esrim, so it was Kislev the 20th year. Vahiba Vahiba Chodesh Mizudan, Shnat Esrim, Laatachash Shasta. So then it was Nisan, then this next event is Perk Bay, and we're going to see in a minute it happened later, and it's still calling it the 20th year. How could it call it the 20th year? It's Nisan. You're supposed to increment the years for the kings on Nisan. It must be that for non-Jewish kings, you don't increment on Nisan. If you're not incrementing on Nisan, so the uh, next candidate is Tishrei. So although we went through a lot of effort here to try to eliminate all the other contenders, by now we're basically assuming if it's not Nisan, it's going to be Tishrei, and we see by the non-Jewish kings, clearly this event happened later, and if the years have not been incremented, clearly it's not Nisan, yes. But again, are we doing this because that's what the secular kings did, or we're just deciding how we're going to do a secular king, or yeah, again, it, the, the only thing that makes sense is we're just adopting the, their system of counting. Um, so, but, and as I said, the right that we had before, like exactly giving you the rules, was set in the context of Nissan, which is fine. That could be a system we're creating. Here, presumably, we're just adopting their system. So let's take a look. It's in Kislev and called year 20. And the later event that happened in Nisan was still year 20. Obviously, Rosh is in Nisan. This is one How do you know? Now we know the question. That the event in Nehemiah Bet happened after the event in Nehemiah Aleph. So the question is one minute. So, Bishlema, oh wait, so there's an, even an earlier question. Um, Ella, so fine. The second one said it was year 20 of the king. It mentioned specifically it was counting the, the year of the king. 
Maybe the first event that said year 20 wasn't year 20 of the king. Maybe it was year 20 some other cow thing. Who knows? So he must Amara Papa says where Papa Let's not go crazy. In both places it says year 20. It's the same counting. It's the same year 20. Okay. So we have the same year 20 and Nisan it's still year 20 not year 21. So now the Gemara asks the question we're familiar with. Mahasam artach. I'm sorry, first we have to end that statement. Mahasam artachashta. Avarka the artachashta. Okay. And we might have said the Kislev Kadim, the Yomah Maish said the Nisan Kadim. How do you know the event in, 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 in Nehemiah Aleph of Kislev came first? Maybe the event of Nisan came first, and that's why the year hadn't incremented, because it really, although written later, came first. No sagadaita. That doesn't make sense. Why? The time we turn to Brayta. Dvarim she'amar Hanani l'Nechemia b'Kislev. The thing that Hanani, who was the messenger that came from the you know the uh, Jews that were trying to settle the land of Israel in the second uh, you know in the second Aliyah, um, you know that they you know he came and he reported the status of the Jewish uh, of the uh, of the uh, Jewish um, community um, in is you know in the land of Israel. And he came and he told them to Nechemia, and that was the opening of the book of Nechemia. So he told him to Nehemiah the key slave, Amr Nehemiah Lamelech the Nisan. Thankfully, we're calling him now Lamelech. Nehemiah said it to the king in Nisan. So basically, the events of Nehemiah Aleph is when he received message of the story of the Jewish community that was resettling in the land of Israel, and the event in Nehemiah Bet where it happened in Nisan was when he now told it over to the king. So clearly, it happened later. Now, now we're just going to quote a lot of psukim, okay? And basically it's just saying it's pshat of the psukim that Nechemya Bet happened after Nechemya Aleph. Let's take a look. Here's what happened in Nechemya Aleph. It was Kislev year 20. I was in Shushan, the capital. And one of my brethren came. He and, and um, other people that came from Judea. And I asked them on the remnant of the, of the Jews. That are left over from the captivity. That were maybe never taken away in captivity. or always been in the land. And about Jerusalem. What's the story about the, you know, about those people? that are there trying to rebuild the city. They said to me, those remnants that are, that, that, that are left over from captivity, they are there in the country and it's great evil, and great shame, and the walls of Jerusalem are breached, are shattered, and its gates have been are collapsed, I'm sorry, have been burnt up by fire. Okay, so he told them this bad report. So those things, Amram Nechemia Lamelech Benisam. So that gets to Nechemia Bet. So Nechemia reported them to the king in Nisam. Shenem Arahi B'Chodesh Nisam. It's not the stream of Artachasta. Hamelech Yav Hamelech. So now it's Nisam, year 20. Yayin Lefanav. So I was serving wine in front of him. He was the king's, uh, you know, stu- uh, wine steward. The Esata Yayin. I lifted up the wine. I carried the wine. Betnav Lamelech. And I gave it to the king. The Lord Yiti Ra Lefanav. And I would not, presumably prior, ever look bad in his presence. And the king said to me, Why are you, why are you looking so distraught? You know, you're not sick. Something must be a bitterness of the heart. Something must be distressing you. 
And I said to the king, because the king, you know, that's the way you look. Know, this is right. This is the way you start by speaking to the king. The king should live forever. Why would my, why should my face not look bad? You know, my, uh, my look distressed. The city where my forefathers are buried, Chareva is, is desolate. And its gates have been consumed by fire. And the king said to me, What is it that you ask for? So, so I sort of made a silent, I made a prayer to God, presumably a quick silent prayer to God. The Omer, you know, because I'm now about to ask for a big thing, and he wanted God's help that it would be answered. The Omer Lamelech, and I said to the king, Ima Lamelech Toh. Sounds like yeah, it sounds a little bit like that. If it's, if it's fine, but obviously it's a, it's a classic way of addressing the king, right? If it's fine, stay when the king dies. If it pleases your grace, right? And if I have found favor in your eyes. You shall send me to Judea, to the, to the city where my forefathers are buried, and I will help oversee its rebuilding. And the king said to me, and the Shagal that was sitting next to him, which we're going to say is a concubine, like it, right, exactly. So, uh, Matai, right, how long will you go for when and I gave him an answer, it was good in his eyes, and he sent me, uh, he goes back and he oversees the returning of the Jews to the land of Israel and the rebuilding of the temple. Anyway, the basic answer is, how do you know because it's pshat, because it's what the psuk is saying. He got the report in the head out. So a daf that has like 80% psukim here, so and uh, quite nothing. Anyway, okay. So that's how you know. So clearly by kings you do not increment at Nisan, and if you don't increment by non-Jewish kings at Nisan, then presumably you do it at Tishrei. Okay. If he asked in Nisan, and he got the report in Kislev, the year also wouldn't have changed, right? Yes, but that's the point. First, he heard the report, and that distressed him, and the king asked him, and then he gave over the report. Right, but in other words, when you heard the report, and then he gave it to the king. He heard the report in Keith he gave it to the king in Nisan, and it still was called year 20. I understand, yeah. but if it were the other way around, yeah. the months, yeah. it would still be the same number of years. Correct. What are you asking? Why would it have been a different year? Why would it be if the increment in Nissan, it would have been a different year. The year would have been increment within the 21st year. Right. Still really even if it were in Nissan, right? Right. right. So if there's no increment between this slave and Nissan, it must be Tishrei. Fine. Fine. Okay, 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 fine. Uh, 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 Okay, presume in the sixth month, in the second year of Zaryavesh, so this is in Chag Chagai, now we're no longer in Nechemiah, succeeds, and it says, Bashvi'i, in the seventh month, okay, now it doesn't say Bishnat Shtayim, but Rashi says from the context of the previous Pasuk, it's clear we're talking about year 20, in the 21st of the month. So here the problem is, that in, Chag, in, Chag, in, in um, Chagai, we are talking about month six, year two of Zaryavesh, and then the, ne- the a later event is month seven, year two. Now he's got a problem because month seven, seven, seven is Tishrei. So we should have incremented the year. 
Okay. The east side, if it's true that month step, that Tishrei is what is the, where we increment for non-Jewish things, Vishvi Vishnas Gimoni violation is said in the seventh month in year three. I'm already a Koresh Melech Kosher Haya. Now, what the heck, Koresh? We are So the Gemara will ask that. But now we are going to assume. Remember, we assumed before that Sichon was Arad, mm-hmm. or Arad was Sichon. Now we're going to say Daryavish was Koresh. Okay, Rashi says actually it was a later. It wasn't the original Koresh. Obviously, the original Koresh got the whole beginning of the rebuilding underway. But it was like, look, we know kings were named. I mean, the English kings, a lot of kings were named, you know, as same name being reused. So Rashi claims the Gemara is not really saying this was the original Koresh, but it was a new. It was also named Koresh, and Melech Kosher Haya, and he was a good guy. And Rashi says this is actually a play on the word of Koresh and Kasher. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> anyway, whoever this whoever this was, he was a good guy, and Lefikach Manuluk Malchai Yisrael. So they counted for him like the Jewish kings. Now they here means again, maybe in the Nevi'im, that's how they were counting. You know, does it mean that in their secular documents and their or in their monetary documents they would have devised a whole new way of counting? Again, it's pretty hard to imagine. Really? So everybody around you have called this now year three, but because you want to treat him like a pseudo Jewish king, like you know, you're gonna you're gonna still call it year two, and you're gonna have a different counting going on. No one can really imagine that that really could work. But okay. Anyway, moving on. Um, um, now, by the way, I should say that the original Koresh, right, it says in a couple of places in, doesn't it say in Yirmiyot, a few places, that God says, I'm going to send Koresh Avdi, right, Koresh, yeah. my, my servant, right, so, uh, so is that, no, that's not Yirmiyot, where does it say that? Somewhere it says Koresh Avdi. Anyway, so the fact that it's saying that he's conceived of as a Jewish king, although that would be the original Koresh, um, is not crazy. But the fact that they're having a different numbering system going on does seem a little crazy. Anyway, the Mar says like this. Yosef uh, asked, number one, I can't buy that they had a different counting system for him. Because I got other Psukim that contradict that. The Pesach says, the Shaitza Beisa Dina, so the, the completion of this, of this house, of the temple, completed until the third day of the month of Adar, which was year six of the king Dayavesh. Okay. The Tanya, that time at, the, that, at, at that time the next year, then Ezra started coming back with a new major wave of, you know, of, of Aliyah um, at that time the following year. So this, event third, this sort of certain stage of completion of the house happened in the third month. I'm sorry, uh, it's the third day of, of Adar. It happened in Adar year six. Okay, so where's my where's my uh, marker? So Adar year six is what year six is some type of a completion of the house of the house. Okay, then at the same time Adar year seven. Ezra goes back with uh, whatever completion is. Anyway, Ezra goes back with a new wave of uh, of Aliyah here. Okay, that's at the same time Ezra goes back. The Ksiv in the verse says, So they start going back in Adar and they come back to Yushalayim Chodesh Hamishi. What is that? And he's in the year Stephen Thomas. Av. Av in, let's say, Seventh year. Seventh year. Okay. Okay. So, what happened? Adar. So this is month five, right? Adar is month 
12, okay? Right? I got that right? Yes. So what happens in between these two? Nisa, right? Right. So if we are counting for Dayavesh, for, like, a, he's a good guy, so Nisa is the new year, this should have been year 8, okay? So you can't tell me that for him we count Nisa as the new year, okay? Then Isa, if what you're saying is true, Shnasa Shnimiz violate. should have been year 8. So, oh, number one, number two. Me, dummy, how can you compare and say, oh, he was Koresh, he was a good guy. Husband Koresh, Hakadayavesh. One king is called Koresh, he was an earlier king, this king is Dayavesh. Tana, we thought, right, said, no. Who Koresh, who Dayavesh, who Artachasta. Okay, so this whole Artachasta guy that we had earlier is also Dayavesh and also Koresh. Now, again, Rashi says not the same Koresh, a new Koresh, but okay. Um, Koresh Shemel Kasher Haya, so explicitly they rename, he was named Koresh Kos Kasher, Koresh and Kasher. Artachshasta Alshem Alchuso, Umashmoch, Dayavishmo. Okay. Anyway, that solves the Koresh Dayavish point. But Nikol Makam Kasher, we got a problem. Here, right, when he's going back, Nisan is not counted. And the earlier events in Haggai, which were uh, year two, right, by Haggai you had something happening well up here in year two, right, and it was, and, um, and there was no increase, and, and, there, and, 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 we're, and over there we were saying that Tishrei was, was, I'm sorry, no, no, from there Tishrei occurred between the two, Tishrei occurred between the two, and we were saying the reason is is because you go Rosh Chodesh is Nisan. So how you got a problem? Here, the Rosh Chodesh you got to say was Nisan to explain why the years didn't increment. Here you have to say, not the Rosh Chodesh, the Rosh Hashanah is Tishrei to explain why the years don't increment. How are you going to deal with it? So uh, I was conflating Koresh and uh, Daryavish that helped. You know, it really didn't help. It was just a way of yeah. saying Kasher Hayah. All I could have just said was, Daryavesh Kasher Hayah. It just confuses things. By the way, I heard, I once read a book. It was like one of these like almost conspiracy theory books. So maybe it's better right. called, called like the Dan Brown, uh, what was the name of his book? Anyway, basically it explained like, it, it was trying to deal with all the problems of Chazal's chronology and why they make sometimes these like wild claims like this, conflating Daryavesh with Koresh and the whole thing. Anyway, he claimed that it was all done because they wanted to hide the, the, the implications of the prophecy of Daniel. So since Daniel, you know, has this prophecy of the of the of the of the Yomim, you know, Yomim, so they wanted to obfuscate exactly how to count the years so that make it that you couldn't figure out exactly when Mashiach was gonna go. And then he cracked the code and he was gonna tell you when Mashiach was gonna go. I actually got a book like this one. Yes. Anyway, but I do want to say that yeah, go ahead and ask the question. If you take a look by the way, the Balamur and the uh, the Rishonim does an extensive discussion of trying to make any type of sense out of this tomorrow. Let me just sort of show you very quickly here. Here. You see this Balamur? Right? You see how much yeah, anyway, he's trying to figure out how to make any logical sense out of the most for what it's worth from the history teacher point of view. Yes. Um, the Babylonians counted their new their kingly years from Nisan. Oh uh, they did. So uh, and I don't know if the Persians changed that or not, but it's possible a part of the issue, right? Koresh is the first king uh-huh. who comes in, he defeats the Babylonians. Uh-huh. So you could still be using the Babylonian system on some level. Interesting. But we said it with Tishrei when we were dealing with Artachshasta, which was the earliest, right, of that. Right. Well, 
So that was Tishrei, but, uh, but you're saying the Babylonian kings were doing Nisan. We have to find the Babylonian kings did it like the, in the session year, the year they came right. to the throne, but the, and then they started counting year one oh, so from I Nisan. See, so like year zero is the session year, year one is the year one is the previous king's year. Okay, so no. then if you can find out for us when the Persians did it, that would be very interesting. To make things more confusing, Koresh was not only king of king, king of kings of Persia, he was also king of Babylon, but he was king of king of the Persia for 20 years before he became king of Babylon. Okay. So, 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 so moving on. <laughs> How do we, Wait, can we, we find have, out the yeah. answer? Oh, okay. okay. Do we where we are right now? We, where we are right now is, we have said, based on this whole Pesukim by Artak Shasta and Nehemiah, that Tishrei was the Rosh Hashanah for... From Nehemiah, we learned out that Tishrei was the Rosh Hashanah, Okay? because of the way that it didn't increment at Nisan, the lack of incrementing at Nisan showed us that it was Tishrei. Then we have the problem that here, by, by, and from, from Haggai, it shows us that it does not increment at Tishrei. Since it does not increment at Tishrei, that shows us that Nisan is the Rosh Hashanah. That's what we said. And therefore we said he was Malachashka. Okay? Okay? But that goes, so that was a special exception. But then here, right, from later in Nehemiah, we find out that it did not increment at Nisan, right? Because it didn't increment at Nisan. So if it didn't increment at Nisan, then Tishrei is the Rosh Hashanah. Which makes sense that what we're saying is Tishrei, but what about saying that he was a Melech Kasher? Okay, this is all by Daryavesh. There was no need to introduce Korosh. This is all said by Daryavesh. So what's the Gemara's answer? So the Gemara says, in Komakam Kasher, so we've got a problem. No, he started off as a good king, and then he soured. He became a bad king. By the way, the whole idea of Chomis represents Hitzer Hara and the bad, right? Hichmitz. It's like, also Hichmitz is used by wine, you know, and that's how it is. Not, not, just, not just to ferment, but wine turns to vinegar. It's called Hichmitz. What were you saying? So they changed the counting. They changed it back. Here he was a good guy, so they were, count, they were counting from the sun. By the time we got to year seven, although he's still, I don't know, helping people yeah. get back there to Israel or whatever. Anyway, he's not as wonderful as he used to be, so therefore he's a little bit, the wine is sort of a little vinegary, so we're back to counting him from Tishrei. Okay, so Maskis for Rav Kahana, so Rav Kahana said, we'll just need one more line. When we hear me, since who says he soured? The Haksiv. And the, the Pesach said that when Ezra was going back, here's what the Yavis said to him. Umachashchan, what do you desire? You know, uh, uh, whatever, you know, whatever the, whatever the Kohanim desires, we'll see. Ubnei Torin, the Dichrin, the Inrin, whether it's pigeons or rams or, uh, or sheep. Alone the to give up to the God of heaven. Chantin Malach, Hamar or Mashach. Salt and wine and oil. Whatever the Kohanim say in Jerusalem that they want to, you know, that they need to offer up in their sacrifices. Yom Yom, you should it should be given like from the king's treasury on a daily basis. without them asking. So you should provide to them all these needs of the sacrifices from my treasury. So how can you say he was a bad guy? Look at what he's doing. He's providing funds for the temple for the temple. So Amalur Red Yitzchak, so Red Yitzchak said back to him, Rebbe, my master, who is it said, Ma'rav Kahana, Matuncha, 
right? The, you know, so matzuncha is a funny uh, idiomatic expression. It means like from what you're carrying, the very proof that you give, you have your answer. Okay, what does the end of the book say? that they should bring them as a pleasing aroma to the God of heaven and pray for the life of the king and for his sons so therefore yeah, it's all self-interest he's not such a good guy we should just have those, so many people that are doing things like that that are self-interest and making very large contributions and we'll all be very happy which is what the Gemara will discuss tomorrow since when is doing something like that not being a good yeah, guy I, I, all right <laughs> I understand something